Today on Terror in Podnito, we have some awesome horror headlines to discuss this week, including some upcoming Stephen King projects, a sequel to a beloved horror comedy. Uh, we'll talk about some of our favorite new trailers, and uh, we've got some more details to share about Three from Hell. Uh, after that, we're going to delve into what's, what's new to theaters, now slang, and then we're going to get into our Grindhouse double feature with 420 Massacre and Terrifier. So sit down, strap in. Get ready. Welcome to Terror and Podia. Listen to them, children of the night. What music they make. So we all got together yesterday. We watched we watched 420 Massacre together for the I think that's the first time in the history of the cast, right? All that three we all, of us, that yeah. we all sat down, all three of us together, and watched watched the movie. It's mm-hmm. really hard to get me to spend an hour and a half with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yet you the, spend like four hours with us like every Thursday. I know, so you know that that's my weekly quota. That's his limit. He <laughs> <laughs> went over the quota just 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 for this week. Uh, so do you think you think we took anything away from that experience watching it together? I had I had fun watching it with you guys. Yeah, I did too. I did too. It's a rarity for me to actually sit down and watch one of the movies that we review in like one sitting. Oh really? Yeah. So this this was a nice change. So you know what do you normally like spread it out or? Yeah, I'll watch like thirty or forty minutes of it and go do something else and come Weird. back to it. Later. Is it because you are like super ADD and can't focus for more than thirty or forty minutes, or is it just because you don't watch anything ever and you just are a part of this cast for no reason? No, more, more ADD. Okay. Because the problem is, if I sit down to watch something on the couch, I'll fall asleep. Um, like, if I'm not actively doing something, right. I'll fall asleep. I'm actually, I gotta admit, I'm kind of the same way. <laughs> a bunch of old men. Hey, hey, whatever. It's a, it's a, it's you right. definitely a problem. It's part of the reason that I read so slow, is because, like, I'll get through, like, 20 pages <laughs> and immediately pass out. <laughs> it's just, I don't know why. It's, it's yep. just how things roll for me. Hmm. I don't know, certain video games have that effect on me whenever I play Diablo. I just fall asleep after like 25 minutes. That's because that's just boring. You're, you're fucking boring. You're still right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 27. This is our first Grindhouse double feature episode. Mm-hmm. We uh, decided to, to take a bit of a break before jumping into the theme for April and and take some time to review some, some stuff that came out recently that we really wanted to see absolutely um so we're really excited we're going to be talking about terrifier and 420 massacre but before we jump into all that stuff all the stuff that you guys are here to listen to mm. we're gonna talk about some of the headlines that grabbed our attention this week so jumping into the horror headlines uh We'll open up with, I guess, some of the most obvious stuff. Uh, we've got Stephen King's The Stand mm. is going to be adapted as a 10-hour limited series by CBS. Cool. So this is this is interesting because James Boone, yeah. who directs That Which Shall Not Be Named. Unions. <laughs> <laughs> We're not allowed to talk about it. No. We, we put a moratorium There's a on gag that. order on, <laughs> on New Mutants. So... Uh, <laughs> He's going to be heading the series. He's had a lot of interest in this. He wanted to do it as like a four-part film series, but apparently it's going to be a 10-hour, I guess, mini-series instead. Yeah. I think that makes more sense. Okay. Personally, 
Have you guys read the book? I have not. No. Have you watched the miniseries? I have. You have? Yes. Have you seen the miniseries? Not the whole thing. Okay. Um, the miniseries doesn't hold up. Or the goddamn anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was on Netflix for a while there, and I rewatched mm-hmm. it, and I just like immediately regretted it. I plow, I plowed through. I powered through, okay. but uh, it was not good. Okay. <laughs> but it also was on ABC. Yes. Which makes me like hesitant about it being on CBS. Like we're getting it on another like big network. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be on a basic cable channel. Is that really going to do it the justice that? that the book deserves like part of me actually kind of wanted it to see it to see it as like a four film series Uh because then you can get into like the super gritty shit that happened in the book that they just couldn't cover they hinted at it periodically in the miniseries but they they can't show that kind of thing they can't show that on cbs absolutely not i'm legitimately surprised at this point that uh amazon or hulu whoever it was that picked up hulu hulu I'm surprised they just haven't started buying every buying the rights to every Stephen King thing there is. Well, like, I wonder if this would have been better suited. Like, if, F, if FX has been knocking miniseries out of the park, they did that yes. like People vs. Yeah. OJ Simpson. They did that one about Versace, the Versace like, family. Even AMC could have done done this. Well, AMC's got another like series that you guys should absolutely be watching called The Terror, which is fucking. What's it about? Primo. It's uh, about, like, a ship in, like, the, I don't know, like, colonial times uh-huh. that crash lands in, like, an icy area, like, and they they get trapped in the ice. Do they eat each other? It starts off that way, and it gets more and more supernatural. Ooh. Um, they're only on, like, I think it's on, they they just did episode three. I haven't seen it yet. But when is it But the first two episodes were really good. I don't know. I've been watching it online. Oh, okay. Um... But the first two episodes have been really good. I think they, I think they did what AMC always does with new stuff and did like the first episode and then the next day did the second episode mm-hmm. and then they moved into like a weekly thing. Mm-hmm. But you guys should absolutely be watching yeah. that. Yeah. That shit was that shit was so good so far. Um, but anyways, back to the, to the topic at hand. Um, I would almost like to see it like on on FX or or Sci-Fi or something. One of those channels that's been pushing the boundaries and Sci-Fi would be a good one. I don't know. We watched Deadpool uncut on FX the other day. Really? Yeah. It was. It was. It wasn't even ten o'clock. It started at eight, and me and Kelly were watching it, and they were. He's just dropping f bombs left and right. We're like, really? what? I would say, yeah. I mean, because <laughs> FX uh, was it FX or the second one? FX. FX. Uh, well, this no, this was on FX. Because I know just, when, just FX. when Archer was on there before they moved it over, like. That's kind of when the whole boundary pushing of what you could say on TV during not like mm-hmm. late hours kind of yeah started. They started off with like one and then they just stopped caring completely yeah um but yeah one of those one of those basic cable networks would have been I feel like a little more suited towards being able to do something like this but then again I don't know I mean it's been a long time since ABC held all the rights to all of Stephen King's miniseries so. Yeah. We could be on the verge of maybe some more boundary pushing. Pushing. I know CBS did did under the dome, right? They did under the dome. ABC did, yeah. Was right? it ABC or was it? C- I, f- oh, I forget. I like it that was show was terrible. Well, it's like the first couple episodes were <laughs> yeah. good, and they had some moments like the cow getting severed in half oh, and like good. some yeah. other shit where I was just like, "Wait a minute, this is this is getting a little violent." Uh, yeah. But then it it tapered off and stopped being intense and became an awful series so 
I'm interested in seeing, I guess, kind of where this goes and how how they manage to do it. There's not a whole. I mean, there's Under the Dome was on CBS. Was it on CBS? Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe CBS is going to be willing to kind of. I I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. But um, Boone stated a while ago that the 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 movies that were based on King's books that don't work so well uh, are the ones that don't take the character's heart. Yeah, like to to I, I, they aren't the centerpiece. Like he he cited John Carpenter's Christine as like he said he was a huge John Carpenter fan, but mm-hmm. Christine didn't have like the heart and soul that like the book had, uh, and as a result, it just wasn't that good of a movie. And I mean, I guess I kind of agree with that. Some of the better Stephen, like think about the the it adaptation. They focused a lot more on the characters and yeah. like making the kids seem much more like I don't. know. They just they seemed like, like nice, they could good characters. Yeah, yeah. They, they seemed like they could have actually existed. But is that really? Uh... Is that critique a limitation of the format versus, you know, the writing? Mm. Maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit of, I think it's more the, the writing than it is anything else. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much of a difference there is between, you know, a two-hour movie and a ten-episode miniseries if the writing's bad. Yeah. But that's, I guess that's what I'm saying is if he focuses on the character development and because that's part of the reason that the stand is so endearing is because that, I mean, it's a 1200 page book and yeah. it's like, it's small font. It's not, it's not like, it's not like Desperation, which I'm reading right now, which is 700 pages, but the font type is like 14 points. For old people. <laughs> For old people. <laughs> it's, it's. That's a Stephen King's War and Peace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. But I mean, like it's, it's really good. It's, it's engrossing totally and completely. So if they manage to capture the magic of that book and put it in the series, it could be good. Um. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what we'll see what happens with it. There's no word yet on when it's going to be coming out or anything, but uh, we'll keep you apprised because it's probably my favorite. My guess is 2020 after the movie we won't talk about finally, (laughs) (laughs) and he he's like let out of that contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let out of his cage. Um, And speaking of Stephen King, James Wan and Roy Lee have decided that they're going to remake Tommyknockers. Yep. Now, this is interesting. Uh, James Wan's pretty much a household name these days. He did Conjuring and Saw and, and all that stuff. Roy Lee, he's not quite there yet, but he should be, considering what he's produced. He did uh, It and all the Lego movies. It's not quite horror, but, but they're still. still popular movies. Yeah. Um, they've, they've expressed interest in remaking the 1993 television adaptation. Um, from what I understand, uh, reading other sources... They're looking to more remake the television adaptation than they are the book. Okay. Which is probably a good thing considering Stephen King has pretty much disowned this book. Yeah, he does. Book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's on a lot but of yet uppers. His name is still attached to it. <laughs> it is still attached to it. And he's, uh, he's not disowned it to the yeah. point where he's not willing to take the money from it. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but it was written at a point in his life when he was hopped up on a lot of coke and he doesn't yeah. remember read it, writing it uh, a whole lot. So. I, I don't know. I haven't. It's one of the few Stephen King books that I haven't read, um, because I watched the series when I was a kid, and because I didn't like the series, <laughs> I never had any interest in reading the book. But I'm wondering if this will turn into one of those like shining instances where it's just the the content is more of an inspiration because the foundation of the story is super interesting, right? Like an alien mist takes over a town and as a result, people get like hyper violent and Mm -hmm. like weird shit starts happening. That's a pretty interesting premise. Maybe if they just kind of take that and run it in their own direction with it, 
it could be something really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, no word on what's going to be going on with it, but they've submitted this apparently to a lot of the streaming networks. So my guess is it'll probably end up in Netflix or Hulu's hands. I was thinking Netflix, yeah. Um, this could, yeah, this could be the Stephen King thing that Netflix uh-huh. gets since since he's so in vogue right now. <laughs> he uh, so is. <laughs> like the seventh thing picked up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good for him. Like, I, I his his stuff. Honestly, I'd say more than seven. Yeah, his stuff is pretty timeless. I mean, like, yeah. it, it definitely. I mean, he's popular for a reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's certainly enough material. He's Absolutely. not considered a, a horror master for no reason at mm-hmm. all. So uh, I think I think the renewed interest is good, especially considering how much of the shit that has been made just doesn't hold up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll see what happens with it. I will say. Considering it's in James Wan's hands, mm. I am. I have a lot of confidence. I do in too. Him, so no Tracy Lords though. <sighs> kind of bummed. <laughs> kind of bummed. Way that to bring was, way to bring down the cast. Sorry, that was that was like one of the only reasons that I watched it as a kid. <laughs> I don't even think I knew that I was like I was just like boobs. <laughs> <laughs> um. Next, we've got we've got a bit of a trailer bonanza. There were a lot of trailers. It's a bonanza. There were well, there were a lot. I was gonna submit more to you guys in that email, and then I like rewatched. I rewatched a lot of these trailers like two or three times, and okay. I was like, you know what? You pared it down a little to, bit. We yeah. don't need to talk about that because there was one that was like a PETA fucking inspiration movie. PETA like PETA chips or PETA like the PETA pets? like the pets okay. like the animal rights activist because it was like Ooh. it was called the farm I think. Oh God! And it was like. Uh, people that were captured and put in a farm and like groomed to be killed and used as meat. Oh, and people the, slaughter farm. Yeah, and like all the people were like animal masks. Oh, nice. And while it seemed like an interesting premise, I was just like, yeah, this seems like a little bit. Mm. I just, I, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Did it come a little heavy-handed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it come with a free bucket of red paint? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're wearing a fucking fur coat while you go see it. Um, I wear my fur coat to every movie <laughs> <laughs> at West Tower. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> fucking just Richmond things. Um, so the first, the first trailer uh, is Revenge. Yes. Um, and this one looks fucking good. Yeah, it looks real good. Uh, so this is this is the second thing that director, uh, and I'm probably gonna mispronounce her name, but Coralie uh, Fargiat or Fargiat. Um, this is the second thing she's done. The first thing that she did was like an 11 minute short. Okay. And this one is getting a lot of praise yeah. right off the bat. Uh, but Shudder picked it up. And I think it's just so funny since we shat on Shudder a couple weeks ago for like not getting anything <laughs> exclusive. They've been like, I wonder if there's <laughs> like, like one this random employee at Shudder that listens to our cast. And no. if there is. Does I don't. He, I don't he, think that that's it at did, all. What did I say? Was what was that random state where we get like Oregon? Oregon, Oregon. yeah, yeah, yeah. broadband. Oregon, Boardman, Oregon. Shout out to oh, Oregon. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening in Oregon, we love you. Tell <laughs> tell everybody about us. Um, but, but yeah, we they, they, Shutter's been picking up a lot of exclusives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I add this one to the list. So the synopsis is that uh, character Jen played by Matilda Lutz, is enjoying a romantic getaway with her wealthy boyfriend, which is suddenly disrupted when his sleazy friends arrive, so for, sleazy. <laughs> arrive for an unannounced hunting trip. Tension mounts, uh, and the situation abruptly and viciously intensifies, culminating in a shocking act 
that leaves Jen left for dead. Mm. Jen survives yeah. and decides that she's gonna go on a fucking killing. She's screen. had enough. Yeah, yeah. So this is interesting. It's it seems like it's in the same vein as like I spit on your grave and last house on the left, mm-hmm. minus the rape and rebuild thing. <laughs> I think that she does get raped. Yeah, she, there was a yeah. moment in the trailer that looked kind of rapey, and because I'm assuming they're not going to show all of that in the trailer. So I'm, I hope they just don't um, like focus on it because they were like in those. It, I guess what I'm what I more meant was like. Uh, it's not like Last House on the Left was like fucking 15 yeah, minutes. It, of yeah, it's not 10 or 15 minutes of her just getting I don't abused. Want to see that yeah, again. yeah, yeah. And then she ends up getting the, the trailer had that massive spoiler where she's like thrown on top of a tree and impaled. Impaled from like 200 feet. Yeah, which <laughs> just which just screams to the recent Tomb Raider games. Right. I I did get like a huge Tomb Raider vibe. Yeah, so like from the second half in of the recent trailer. in the recent Tomb Raider games, uh, Lara Croft gets like pushed off a cliff and okay. gets impaled on like some like rebarb or something uh-huh. like that. Uh, and the whole thing is is it basically turns into like what this movie looks like. She's like she manages to survive. Uh-huh. She's dealing with her wound at the same time. She's just trying to like save herself mm. and get through the situation. Mm. And that's kind of what this looks like. So it looks heavily inspired by like all three of these things. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's cool. It's probably going to be a hell of a lot better than the fucking Tomb Raider. The trailer is also jam packed full of fucking gore. Yo, Holy yeah. Holy shit. So, did you guys watch the the green band? I watched the red I one. I did. I watched the red band one. So. I watched the green one too. Okay, what When she got How imp- how much cleaner was the green band one? You just didn't really see when she gets impaled on the tree. That's what I think. On the red band when you can see it out. go right through her body. Yeah. On the green one you can't you don't see it. It just kind of cuts to when she's already in the tree. Okay. Is that really the only difference? Because there's a lot of other blood. There's a lot of blood. In the... There's a lot of blood, That's but you one... don't really see anybody like. No, you see the guy get like fucking shot and his guts pour out. Uh, like, yeah. Like there were a few other scenes. Oh, yeah, in that, I'm sure, that, that was just the one that stuck out. In oh, okay. Mind. All right. There probably was more, but that's the one I noticed. Um, but it's coming to Shutter on May 11th, mm. so we'll probably be talking about that. Absolutely. <laughs> um, next up is for uh, Lee Wannell's Upgrade. It's another so trailer. <laughs> and this looks astoundingly good. It's not. It doesn't really seem like it's horror per se, unless it delves into some horror elements towards the yeah. end. This one seemed more like it was like an action movie with like a really, really funny elements to it. But it looks like it would definitely appeal to fans of horror because of the levels of violence. Yeah. Uh, so... A lot of people know, I'm sure, that that Lee got to start acting in Saw. Uh-huh. Uh, and since then, he's he's starred, written, and directed a bunch of shit. Uh, a lot of stuff being with Blumhouse yep. uh, and Lionsgate, and it's been it's been really really amazing to watch him evolve as like an actor, a writer, and a director over mm-hmm. the last like fifteen years. Can you believe it's been fifteen it really fucking been years since, since Saw came, came out? out? <sighs> Can you believe that? No. <laughs> I mean, yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> shit, we were in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I went to go see that movie with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but uh, up- Upgrade looks unbelievably good. It's coming out via Blumhouse Tilt, which is like a, I guess their sci-fi house. It's more of sci-fi related stuff that, okay. they, that they put out under yeah. that label. Um, but like I said, this this is packed with gore and humor. I mean, there were some scenes, uh, some fight scenes in the trailer 
we have that a knife were too. like fucking <laughs> yeah. nuts. Like he grabs the knife and like pulls it through somebody's head. Yeah. Like not stabs it, grabs both sides of it and rips it through somebody's through face. Some, yeah. yeah, that was fucking That vicious. was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like it looks insane. Uh but it settles on a technophobe named Grey Trace uh in I guess a utopian near future when control when computers control a whole lot of shit. Um and it sort of seems like what the hell was that uh, Tom Cruise movie? Oh, uh, Edge of Tomorrow? No, 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 no. Um, no, was it Tom Cruise? About, like, predicting when crimes were going to happen? Oh, uh, Minority Report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it yeah. seems kind of like that because it seems like computers are trying to, like, prevent crime from happening and, like, doing all this crime surveillance and stuff. But he's paralyzed in a freak mugging. Uh, and some billionaire decides, hey, we've got this computer chip called STEM. And uh, he gets it implanted on him, in him and goes on a revenge spree against the people that tried to kill him. Well, and they killed his wife. Yeah, they killed his wife. So it's 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 kind of like, uh, like John Wick minus the dog thing also. <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, but the, the STEM chip, I guess, turns out it can like control everything if he gives him if It's like Kit it from... Knight Rider. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like the, 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 it gave me so many different things that I was comparing it to. Yeah. Like it had a RoboCop feel, uh-huh. uh, definite Black Mirror parallels. Yeah. Uh, what was what I said? Hardcore Henry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Minus the shaky cam first person oh God, view. Yeah. I was getting like hints of mayhem, a little bit of crank. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and But it stars Logan Marshall Green from The Invitation. Yeah, I didn't recognize him. I had to, re- I was like, oh, he looks so familiar. Yeah, I, uh, I, well, that and Prometheus. See, I didn't remember him from Prometheus. I remembered okay. him from The Invitation. Uh, but, I, I, you know, I guess it was more, more recently when I saw The Invitation so since, since Prometheus. Yeah, which, if, if he you, was so you good guys in haven't that. seen, absolutely watch The Invitation. That movie was fucking fantastic. Uh, but it's coming out June 1st. Oh, is so, that when it's coming out? Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely keep people apprised. I couldn't figure out if it was getting... It's definitely getting a theatrical release first before right. anything else. I couldn't mm-hmm. figure out if it was limited or national. Okay. Um, but if I if I figure that out, I'll let you guys know in the It's next still cast. far enough out that that's always subject to change. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. We'll have to do that before our beach episode. Uh, so next up, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon is finally fucking getting a sequel. It was like 12 years later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is like one of the few horror comedies that I think really truly successful I sex successfully analyzed horror movie tropes. Okay. Um in a way that felt like it was like natural and mm-hmm. fun. Uh so it's super revered as a result and has a massive fucking cult following. In fact, like all the comments on pretty much every article that I was reading about this as I was trying to get more details right. um were like unanimously there, there was nothing bad. Nobody yeah. was like, "Why do we need this?" Or like, "What's right. going?" Everybody was just like, "Yes." I think I'm everybody ready for likes this. this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and considering it came out over a fucking yeah decade ago, it's it's about damn time we got it. Well, they've been trying. It's As, not they've been yeah, yeah not for trying. lack of trying. Yeah, yeah. They've been trying to get this up and running for a while. But uh, the film's titled "Before the Mask: The Return of Leslie Vernon." Um, and it's got an official Facebook page, and the director posted a teaser photo of the cast. It looked like they were doing a table read. Yeah. Um, and it just said, like, what's happening? What uh, the hell is going on yeah, here? And, like, a lot of question marks. It's And then hashtag, it's happening. Yeah. And, and uh, it looks like it, it's got a lot of the original cast returning. Uh-huh. Um, and so the synopsis, I guess, and we know this from the comic book series that he was going to do initially when he didn't think he'd be able to get the sequel up and running 
Um, but the synopsis is that uh, the movie will pick up where Behind the Mask left off, with Vernon disappointed that his fame did not catch on, <laughs> but ready to get back to work. Uh, with Before the Mask, uh, Glosserman seeks to create a spree make, which I, I do really like yeah. that term. It's a good, it it's made a, good a lot more sense than I gave it credit for when I first saw it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or and then ma- it made my head hurt. <laughs> <laughs> or a mashup of a sequel, prequel, and a remake right. that will deconstruct and comment on the archetypes of prequels, sequels, and remakes. So good. I think that's fucking... I, I, I also can't imagine... Maybe the delays were perfect because yeah. we are like in the prime time of prequels, sequels, and remakes Absolutely. right now. So this could be... This could just be a, another work of genius. I'm sure it will, considering they they've got everybody returning and the director's still doing it. Yeah, like, I mean this, and the fans are so into yeah, it. I think this is the thing that's going to be something really special. Um, next up, we've got Pawnee Pool News. Yeah, uh, it's a t- 2008 Canadian horror film that was on Netflix for approximately 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> Uh, I don't think it is anymore, though. I don't think it is either. Um, but it was up there for a good while, and and it was one of those ones that like sat on my uh, like, like my list, list yeah. forever. <laughs> and the only reason that I watched it was because like there was a dry period where Netflix didn't have any good horror shit, uh-huh. and it kept being recommended to me. And so I was like, you know what, fuck it, like I'll jump in. And holy shit, was that movie good? It's so good. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Um, so it's about a radio host that is live on the air when a virus spread via speech begins to plague a small town community. It had some flaws to it, Mm -hmm. but man, it was a pretty original concept. Um, and I think it caught a lot of people by surprise with how good it was. Um, the movie had a super bizarre post credit scene, Uh um, that features the two main characters shown in another world dressed in period garb and speaking (laughs) a weird language. Uh, it was also entirely black and white. Yeah. So apparently, this is going to be a sequel to the post-credit scene. That's right. Yeah. Not the actual not the actual movie. movie. So there's been a lot of speculation that this might be more about the written word. Okay. Um, being the the infectious part, I don't know how much truth there is. To yeah, any of that, that sounds like speculation uh, to me. But I'm excited. It's got uh, apparently the original cast. A good portion of the original cast is mm-hmm. returning. Yep. It's got the original director. Um, but there's no other details aside from that. This so. movie's also 10 years old. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'm excited for it. I think yeah. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and next up, we're going to end with, with a whole lot of Three From Hell news. We have a fucking casting smorgasbord. Mm. Clint Howard has been confirmed as Mr. Baggy Bridges. Like we thought. Yep. Uh, we have Dot Marie Jones joining, who was in American Horror Story. Uh, Tom Papa, who played El Superbisto, um, David Uri, who played Schizohead, Pancho Moeller, who played Sickhead, um, and then the kicker, yes. the kicker, <laughs> Danny Trejo is going to yeah. be reprising his role as Rondo from Fuck The Devil's yeah. Rejects. Danny Trejo is amazing. Do you guys think Diamond Dallas Page is going to be up next? Yes. Like, Can if- you have Danny Trejo without him? I don't know. That's a good question, Sam. <laughs> But I'm I'm considering super... considering everybody else that's already attached to this movie. I'd be fucking shocked if DDP doesn't come back for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure it's like just a matter of time before that announcement gets trickled out. But uh, I'm also surprised to see that there's no Richard Brake yet. Yeah, considering he was the best goddamn part about Thirty One. Mm-hmm. I had some. I I was speculating that he was probably next. 
He's got to be, right? He like, has to be. But if he, if, but like, so here's the issue, right? If they bring him in, if, if Zombie brings him in, he's got to give him something good. Yeah. Because he, he is such a talented actor. Mm-hmm. Like, the, he fucking killed it as Doomhead. Yeah, he like, really did. That fucking 10 minute monologue that he has at the end is, it, it was like out of a Quentin Tarantino movie. It was nothing but dialogue, but goddamn, it was interesting the entire time. That speech was perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And I just, I, I feel like if, if, he's gonna be in this they've mm-hmm. gotta give him something big something prominent yeah maybe like a detective that's chasing them or something like that like maybe, maybe I, mean, I don't know how supernatural he's gonna get with this one yet I mean I obviously no there's idea. gonna be supernatural elements but yeah. like is he gonna ground it more in realism cause there were some edited scenes from Devil's Rejects like uh, Dr. Satan it yeah. was originally supposed to be in Devil's Rejects right. there's a scene where he like he tears out a nurse's throat okay it's, it's a deleted scene um, but they cut it out because he was like, no, no, no. I'm just going to make this one more grounded. Okay. Like a thousand corpses was my, my crazy one. Right. This is going to be the more grounded tale. I think the movie was a little more successful, like at least to a wider audience. Mm-hmm. I love House of a Thousand Corpses, but I feel like a lot more people accepted this. Devil's Rejects. As yeah. because, because it was more grounded and less yeah. over the top. So, I mean, I don't know. There's, there's a whole bunch of options. Um, and I'm really excited to see where some of these characters are going to be going. Right. Um, but as as more stuff comes out, we'll, we'll definitely be keeping you guys uh, appraised of all the situations there. Uh, next up, we've got our second segment, Now Slang. <laughs> I feel like I have to do that every time. Yeah, I feel like that's absolutely perfect. Absolutely. If you don't do it, I will be upset. So what do we got, Sam? What, what can people look, look forward to? So we got a couple movies coming out uh, on Friday the 6th. Mm-hmm. So the day you guys will be able to listen to what we're talking about right now. Uh, first one, uh, A Quiet Place, John Krasinski's new flick written. Which we are going to see on Sunday. Yes, so we'll we probably talk about that a little bit next yeah. week. Yeah. Written, directed. Starring. Starring. With silently, his wife. <laughs> with his wife, also silently. Um, and then the other one coming out, I know we talked about recently, uh, is a limited theatrical release, The Endless. Which one's that about again? It's the Two Brothers and the Cult. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. That looks super good. Too. That yeah. does look really good. Um, no word on when the VOD release for that would be. Okay. Um, my guess is limited theatrical releases never tend to happen anywhere near us. No. I think the I'd last... imagine like around May. Mayor yeah, Jean. yeah. I know the last limited release that we wanted to see, we'd have to we had to think about driving up to Baltimore. Baltimore, to go see it. yeah. Um, but that, yeah, that that's coming out What's on for mom and dad, right? Yeah. So both of those coming out on April sixth. Okay. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little bit a little bit dry, I guess, in terms of choices. But we got two big heavy hitters yeah. this weekend. Absolutely. So, um, Next up, we've got our Grindhouse Double Feature. <laughs> our main event, uh, Terrifier and 420 Massacre. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's main event. The <laughs> only month with 30 days that are the 20th? Yes, okay. exactly. So, I'm just going to leave it with that. Yeah, yeah whatever. But yeah. Uh, so, 420 Massacre is written and directed by Dylan Reynolds, and stars a whole bunch of girls, <laughs> and and what two guys? I guess uh, three, four, four. four yeah, guys. I guess I guess four that's guys. true. Yeah, yeah. Who's the fourth one? 
The one that's the, the two guys at the beginning. Guys. And then Danger Ranger Rick yep. and Danger Ranger Rick's son. Oh, yep. Danger Ranger Rick's son. Mm-hmm. Mm. Gilly suit guy. Gilly, gilly suit guy. Um, so normally we do like a blow-by-blow blow of, of, I guess, the, the plot of the movie. But since we're covering two of them, we figured we'd just kind of do a synopsis at the beginning and then... Yeah. It's pretty self-explanatory, yeah, I feel in, like. I mean, they're slashers. There's not a whole lot... There's not a whole lot to them. Uh, but the synopsis is that over 420 weekend, five young women have decided to celebrate their friend's birthday by taking a camping trip to a secluded part of a nearby national park. However, their fun is quickly snubbed out when they stumble upon an illegal marijuana grow operation hidden in the greenery and protected by a bloodthirsty maniac. A maniac. Um... So let's, I guess, well, let's open up with the positives. Okay. Uh, the film has, the film <laughs> no, has. Just some... <laughs> <laughs> you said like you don't have any. <laughs> no, no, that's not what I meant at all. So uh, why don't we open up with why hot were the positives? <laughs> um, the 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 film has some fantastic kills. Yes. Uh, it's got some really really beautiful cinematography when it comes to the nature shots. Yeah, they shot it in the right location. It um, looked really nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Big Bear. Shout out to Big Bear. There's yeah. there's a healthy amount of character development mm-hmm. uh, and background story. Even if some of the delivery behind it's a little weak, you, I feel like I feel like you get a lot more of it than you do in other slasher movies, especially yes. like in Terrifier, which we'll talk about yeah. in a bit. There was like none in that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think I think the movie kind of feels conflicted ultimately uh i i felt like it kind of didn't really know what it was uh i feel like at some parts it tries to be like a a fun like stoner comedy and other parts it tries to be like actual horror Uh and as a result it kind of feels jagged throughout the entirety of it uh you've got that like and like don't get me wrong there's been plenty of successful horror comedies out there where there's like a perfect blend of the two. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's definitely been some seriously good stoner horror comedies, mm-hmm. Idle Hands and Bong of the Dead. Both <laughs> come to mind. Yes. Um, and this one, I feel like, I feel like it wanted to be two different things. And as a result, it ended up kind of being a little bit of nothing. Does that mean that I wouldn't recommend it? No, I no. really enjoyed some of the kills. I think it it explores a lot of themes, which we'll get into in just a bit, that horror movies don't necessarily have the balls to explore mm-hmm. or don't take the time to explore. Right. Uh, and as a result, I think it's something special in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely worth the three bucks to to pay for a rental. Um, and I think I think it's clear that the cast and the director. Had a lot of fun making this movie. It did yeah. seem that way. Um, so, how did you guys feel about it? Ultimately, I know I know you guys were a little more lukewarm on it than I was. I think I was a little more enthusiastic about this. Ultimately, I think the only reason we watched it was because I was like, "We have to see this <laughs> shit." <laughs> um, but yeah, how did you guys feel about it? I uh, I was a big fan of the practical effects. Yeah, they, they were, were great. The kills were great. The practical effects were great, big, including sausage guts. Sausage yeah. guts. Big shout out to Brennan Jones, who uh, is a newer artist, has a whole bunch of stuff on their IMDb list. Okay. None of stuff that I've seen. Okay. Um, but knocked it out of the park in this movie. Yeah. I know we scared Alex's dog when the bong <laughs> kill happened. They were just like, screaming. That was fucking <laughs> That was amazing. Brilliant. That was great. Um, um 
keep in mind, I, I, we won't go into full spoilers since we're not doing like a a full like blah 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 synopsis of these movies. But there are going to be spoilers. But we always so if do you spoilers. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, since these are newer movies, if you haven't seen them, you might want to tune out, watch them, and then go yeah. come back and check it out. Because uh, yeah, we'll be talking about a whole bunch of shit. Or you could be like me and hear spoilers, and that just gets you more hyped and want to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had the strongest bong ever made. They did. Used in this right. movie. They had the strongest like glass products in right. general. Industrial strength glass. <laughs> that shit was made out of Pyrex. <laughs> it's not a bad idea for a bong. Yeah, right? So I, this the scene that, that Sam is talking about, uh, Stacy Danger, who plays a stoner character, uh, is smoking. She's celebrating 420 on 420 just like a proper stoner. Right. It's not because she's Jewish. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no. Uh, so totally sidetracked, <laughs> but she's smoking. She's smoking weed, and she's just in a dazed state. And uh, the killer appears behind her and pushes her head into the bong, and it just it's like just, goes down like, her throat, yeah. and through the back out of the her back head. of her head. It was it, glorious. Yeah, it was. It was fantastic. It was. It was. It, God, I, I meant to look it up before we started the cast, but there's like a um. A metal band that has a fucking album cover. Oh, really? <laughs> Is that really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all we all cheered pretty wildly when that happened. Yeah, yeah. So that was yeah. an exciting. I, th- I feel like that was like one of the big highlights. There were a bunch of really good kills there in this were. movie, but that one was just like, oh shit! Just I, I don't think really, any of us saw it coming. No, I also really enjoyed the the sausage guts. Yeah. He just tried so hard to shove those back in his body. He'd be okay if he could get it all back in. <laughs> he just—he was working so hard. <laughs> no, I thought it was—I thought it was funny. There were a few points where I thought it was kind of lackluster, but all in all, I thought it was a fun movie. Yeah, I yeah. Did, I did not like how the. Are we going to say who the final person is? Or yeah, is absolutely. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, I had a little bit of a problem how the final girl was the only one who didn't smoke weed. Yeah, I feel like Like, that what was... kind of fucking 420 movie is but this? But she did. She did at the very well, end. Well, at the end, but I feel like you At can't... that point, she's earned it. Yeah. I mean, she's been through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she has been through quite a bit. But I feel like that was just kind of... That was the only thing. On a 420 movie, the one person who makes it is the one person who doesn't smoke weed. <laughs> That's why I was I was really hoping that the well, one that you still got to stick to the slasher tropes, right? Like, it's if you true. do drugs, you got to die. Yeah. I've accepted the fact that if I am in a horror movie... Are you dead? I'm dead. <laughs> I feel like you were Scream a... was right. Cool. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I feel like if we're in a horror movie, we're all dead. <laughs> Except Maybe. for your wife. <laughs> Maybe. And I don't know. She's, I feel like she'd be the one who she's like... She's smart one. She'd be... No, but she's like the know-it-all smart one. <laughs> <laughs> she's the one that's like... Like think that you think is she's the red herring that you think is mm. going to survive and, and then, then just dies. I bet she, she survives. Dies. No, I bet she said she'd survive because she'd help the killer hide the bodies. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> she'd be like, you know what? I know how to help you get through this. I can make this. I can make all your victims disappear. Let me and help then, you. Help me help you. And then she gets <laughs> she gets thrown into a pit and she has to put lotion on her skin. <laughs> Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. <laughs> um, I thought. I think I said at the beginning of the movie that the one that I was hoping would make it through to the end was the little manic pixie stone chick. Yeah. Donna. Sure. Is that the one who got the bong through her head? Yeah. Okay. Because it, it just seemed appropriate. She'd be too high for the whole thing. And... She's just like, what? Yeah. I figured she'd just like take seven or eight huge fucking fake bong rips and when she did smoke weed it did look really fake and pass out yeah. in her tent 
Cannabis Corpse. Oh. Of course it was Cannabis had Corpse. Had a fucking album cover. Obviously. Or it's somebody's fucking head. Yeah, it's Coincidentally. Right oh, oh yeah. Th- yeah. There it is. Coincidentally, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I know that the, the background of Danger Ranger Rick's son was uh, the military. That's right. That was his whole thing. and There was uh, the military. Like PTSD yeah, and all PTSD that stuff. And there was stuff. a lot of like substantial but kind of subtext he in looked, this movie. He looked strangely alike to the Cannabis Corpse Weed monster. He did. <laughs> he looked a lot like the weed monster. Maybe the guy's a big fan of cannibal. Corpse. Maybe he is. It's <laughs> funny. I feel like they're not like. I feel like. I feel like they're really well known here. I don't know how well known cannabis corpse is like throughout. Although I guess they do do national tours and stuff. So. And I assume if you're watching a movie like 420 Massacre, you've probably probably heard of cannabis yeah. corpse. Yeah. Assuming you listen to death metal. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. But yeah, speaking of the whole PTSD thing for the killer, mm-hmm. there were a few different issues that this movie like attempts to tackle, mm-hmm. some more successfully than others. Uh, Much more than your generic slash. Yeah, movie. it definitely gives a lot more attention to character mm-hmm. development. And, and as a result, unfortunately, sometimes the movie feels a little slow mm-hmm. because of it. But at the same time, I appreciate the effort. Absolutely. Um, one of the, I guess one of the more poignant ones is that it kind of deals with like, LGBTQ like realities mm-hmm. um, and so there's a scene uh, where one of the main characters tries to profess her love for her I get her, her, her long time friend. yeah um, it was let's see the actress was it's a scene between Jamie Bernadette and Rose Parker so Aubrey so, and Jess yeah, Aubrey and Jess um, and Aubrey basically says that she's like in love with her and she gets the rejection the whole i'm just not into girls like and it's awkward and 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 the acting left a little bit Mm -hmm. to be desired at that point in time but they they that scene like it it was kind of endearing it was um because of the fact that there's like this brief moment in between the bits of murder (laughs) (laughs) where it seems like that that you know i'm sure that happens to a lot of a lot of people more often than than we hear about or we we care to admit. I mean, it happens to straight people too. Absolutely, yeah, all the time. <laughs> it happens to the whole spectrum it of, happens of to everybody. people that are in love. And so, like as a result, I think I think that scene is just it's just not something you get in no. in a lot of especially slasher movies. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, Meanwhile, there was the because uh, that conversation seemed to be happening in the movie at the same time as the other lesbian adventure. Oh, that's where right. There right. was a murder involved, yes. which definitely felt like it was written by a like a guy. It, it's almost like a softcore porn. At, at <laughs> it was the points. it was the trailer scene. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, the trailer. Yeah, yeah. So like, I, I think who I think bloody disgust, disgusting had like an exclusive clip or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what I saw. And it it ends up with a fucking awesome kill at the end yep. where like a champagne bottle a broken champagne bottle is shoved into somebody's head and then the blood starts coming out of the <laughs> <As a> spout <laughs> <laughs> the kills are so good in this they movie. were they were really really good uh but yeah that, that lesbian scene beforehand was it left something to be desired did not seem it was a little whatsoever. a little forced <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean like the movie just deals with, I guess, all those issues like throughout the whole thing. But there was like kind, kind of gun activism. Mm-hmm. Gun so there was actually a fifth guy who I forgot about, who was the gun guy. Yeah, puff puff, not bang bang. Oh, yeah. yeah, not bang bang. Yeah, puff puff, not bang bang. <laughs> so there's a scene where like a, a redneck 
Hunter. Um, and and it's interesting because like he's he's definitely somebody that you would consider a redneck, but I don't think he's portrayed like negatively aside no. from the fact that he like ignores fucking gun hunter safety. etiquette and yeah. gun safety at one point and he's shooting into an area where there's people yeah <laughs> aside from that like he's not really portrayed as a bad guy yeah he's um, just super pro second amendment yeah mm-hmm. yeah the government wants... ain't gonna help you your friends ain't gonna help you but there's a bit of dialogue <laughs> me there's a... you can help you there's a bit of dialogue between the more liberal lady characters and him and I, I mean, it's actually kind of funny. That was one of the funnier scenes yeah. in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I can't remember exactly what the quip is, but one of the girls like basically like says if he would stop compensating about the size of his dick with his gun or something uh-huh. like that. And he's like, "I'm not compensating" or whatever. He starts like flexing his gun around, and, <laughs> and uh, it's actually like so she, she she gives him some weed, right? And yeah. She's like, "Puff puff, not bang bang." And she's just trying to mellow him out. And so this this. This hunter character goes back to his tent. And she does, he, that's the other thing. He she, has a cigar, but he's never rolled a blunt before. Oh, my so God. Yeah. No she, explained, to do she explained it to him. Yeah. She, but he but, rolled that real good for his first time. Yeah, yeah. He did. But that's like, I don't know. I feel like if that camaraderie existed more in the real world, Absolutely. like there would be a hell of a lot less division if, 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 if Republicans just smoked more weed. Just put your guns down for a minute. Better with guns. Things would be better in the world. Just put your guns down for a minute. Let's go smoke some weed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, we jumped into the LGBTQ stuff, the gun, the, the gun safety. I guess the, that's the other thing. So like a movie with 420 in it as the as the title, 420 Massacre, seems surprisingly anti-drug for a good portion of the movie. Because yeah. um, the birthday girl did not smoke weed. want anything to do with smoking weed. She said it was fine if her friends did. Like she wasn't like, oh, that's stupid. But she was just not having any part of it. But everybody kind of takes pot shots at the stoner character, which is something that happens in pretty much every horror movie. Like yeah. Cabin in the Woods comes to mind. I was going to say Cabin in the Woods like, definitely comes to mind. Come to mind. Um, like every slasher movie where there's a stoner character, people take pot shots, right? Like that's just the thing. Yeah. yeah. But like, I feel like they were like all over the place in this movie like they are relentless with that stoner girl like giving her shit all the time like she gets this and they bag took her full weed. Of, yeah they, she gets a bag full oh, of weed yeah. from a stranger right and she's sitting there with the bag full of weed she's got i mean granted she's got a fucking mound of it sitting in front of her already so she didn't really need any more weed than that but like the the girl jess the girl whose birthday yeah. it is takes the fucking backpack from her I like know. she's her goddamn mom or something she tried like to that. do it as a safety precaution well, yeah, because you're going to kill yourself smoking Are you going to overdose? <laughs> she doesn't smoke weed. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. Weed is not meth. <laughs> <laughs> Your heart will not explode. So did you guys... Uh, so, I mean, the, the premise of this movie, as far as like where that backpack of weed comes from, is right. two guys that like stumble onto the grow farm mm-hmm. and steal a bunch of weed. Well, I think they purposely were going there yeah. to steal that. Okay, they didn't yeah. just so, stumble across so it. So they go onto the grow farm. They steal a bunch of weed. Yeah. One of the dudes gets killed. Yep. The other guy gets makes lost in the wood for a couple of days. Yeah. yeah. And he runs into the girls and he gives them the backpack. Mm-hmm. And he even said something like... The backpack. Basically, Take the, the backpack. Yeah, the back, but then the like on his way out, he's like, he's coming for you now. Yeah, and they're like, like okay, whatever. <laughs> did this have like a kind of it follows sort feel of. to you? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like weed and like anti weed instead of anti like sex TDs. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it was it was interesting in that regard. Like you'd think you'd think something that that's been like heavily marketing itself as like a at the as this like stoner horror slasher uh-huh. would be a little more friendly to it. Um 
but yeah, it just it just seemed like a good portion of it was, was super anti-weed. And like, I, I don't know if that was like intentional. Because I mean, ultimately, like we said, the main character, the, the, the final girl, Jess, after everything's said and done, picks up the joint that's left on the ground yep. and starts smoking. Still and, smoking. <laughs> and, she, and the entire credit sequence is just her like smoking that fucking joint. While the credits roll. Yeah. So I guess, like, ultimately, even the girl that doesn't smoke weed ended up smoking weed. So I guess it's not really anti-weed in the end, but, like, for a good portion yeah, of it, it felt like that. It's coming to get you. Watch out, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you like it or not. <laughs> I expected her to be like, this is your brain on drugs. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we talked about some of our favorite kills. The champagne bottle, the sausage guts. Oh, we talked. Do we talk about the decapitation scene with Aubrey? Because that was pretty. Oh no, we too. didn't talk about that yet. That shit was pretty good too. Uh, so like towards the end, when this starts turning into a full fledged horror movie, uh, it stops like trying to put the focus on the comedy, I guess. Mm-hmm. And and it's pretty much it is just Aubrey and Jess left at that point, right? Yep. And so it turns into like they do this whole commentary on war. Uh, which was the other thing, I guess we, we yeah. yeah. Gilly yeah. Suit's son spent a lot of time in the Middle East. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if it was Afghanistan or Some, Iraq. Yeah, nondescript Middle East. <laughs> yeah. As as a result, he's all sorts of fucked up, and they they talk about, I guess, like you know how ISIS does all the beheading videos and like lifts the victims' heads like up in the air uh-huh. afterwards. And so the the killer in this. Uh, saws off her head and it goes I mean like it, it has a few cutaways but like it cuts back and you see the knife getting deeper <laughs> yeah, and deeper yeah, yeah. and dude those practical that was another scene where some fantastic yeah. practical effects and he just lifts her head up in the and he like shows it to her mm-hmm. and it's all you know what that reminded me of a little bit was like Wolf Creek um like that movie have either of you guys seen I that I have not it's, it's like a part of it was set in the Australian outback okay um it was one of those based on a real story uh-huh. because it is uh sort of loosely based on like a uh Australian outback killer that that killed a hell of a lot of Ooh. fucking um tourists nice uh it's always tourists yeah. um well let me but get he, the fuck out of there <laughs> but, it, but he actually existed he did some heinous shit yeah uh and so Wolf Creek is like loosely based on that but like there's a lot of like torture there's a scene where he like saws off somebody's head um, and it's really infamous because it's super violent. Okay. And he saws off somebody's head uh, and shoves it in their face. Nice. Much like happens in this. It reminded uh, me of Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> that opening scene where he yeah. has the guy's head. Are you not entertained? <laughs> that's 300. No? That's no, that's Gladiator. Gladiator. Oh, yeah, you're right. Fucking Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. This is Rome, not Spartan. Not Spartan. <laughs> um... But yeah, regardless, it like I said, it it had issues, but I I I really enjoyed it. I'd give it a three and a half to four, probably was, more towards the four. I was gonna say it's a really fun stoner movie to watch on April fourth. Not on, I would not watch it on April twentieth. <laughs> <laughs> I would give it three and a half out of five stars. Three point five. Okay. I'm gonna change it out of decapitated heads. I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, out of. Cause the, bongs. No, because um, doesn't doesn't Danger Ranger Dan or Danger Ranger Rick's head get decapitated too? Because doesn't his, doesn't Gilly Suit's son like pick it up and like do that whole thing yeah. where he touches his head to 
his. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. He cuts off his own dad's head. Yeah. He's like, he puts it up to his. He does. That's yeah. right. It's like a touching, about touching moment that's of insanity. Very, it's, so. it's a beautiful moment. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, no. <laughs> I'll give it three and a half. Okay. Three and a half? All yeah, right. I mean, the, the kills were great. It was, it was a fun hour and a half. It was a fun, a fun movie. It was a fun hour and a half. So that I guess that makes so our aggregate score for this I guess would be three point six. Okay. So yeah, almost four four stars. Yeah. I, th- I think we can all say that it was it was not quite what we expected, but worth our time. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a good summary for this. Yeah. yeah. I would recommend it. All right. Uh, now we're moving on. Oh. To <laughs> something that ended up surprising the shit out of out of me. Uh, I mean, I was expecting it to be violent, but goddamn, uh, terrifier. Um, that was something else. This, it was. This movie blew me away. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, so the synopsis of this is a maniacal clown named Art terrorizes three young women on Halloween night. Beginning, I, innocently enough, I guess, Art stalks the two girls uh, named Tara and Don. As they try to sober up following a Halloween party, mm-hmm. they get some pizza. And Art slaughters the owners after smearing feces all over the bathroom. Uh, the girls catch wind of this via the radio, and then the real carnage begins yep. as they try to escape whatever is happening with Art. And Art responds by slaughtering his way through everybody he can. <laughs> Literally everybody. To get to these girls. <laughs> In some weird, like, abandoned apartment building? Like, yeah. And it was weird because they kept calling it creepy. From the outside, it didn't look creepy no, at all. It, it looked respectable. Like a normal building. They're like, oh, that creepy building. I'm like, Just apparently filled with rats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so the movie is uh, written and directed by Damien Leone. And Damien Leone is, has apparently tried to get this to... Get Art the Clown to be kind of like the next like horror heavy hitter. Right, he's been trying for a number of years. So Art uh, initially premiered in a short film called The Ninth Circle. Okay, uh, and that was like an eleven minute short that I tried. I scoured the internet trying to find this thing, and I yeah. could not find it. I could find where it was on YouTube, but it had been taken down. Yeah, I saw okay. the same thing today when I was looking for that. Um, so whatever it was, like it's got IMDb credits, it's got okay. everything, but I can't find a single freaking place to watch. I even went to MySpace trying to find it, and couldn't <laughs> find it there either. Uh, and it just it just doesn't exist on the internet. It's got a Facebook page and all sorts of other stuff. I think part of the issue was he tried initially when he was trying to push for it, or when Damien Leone was trying to push for a full featured film, a uh-huh. feature length film rather with art the clown he was going to call it the ninth circle okay and then he ended up just going with the terrifier but then art the clown appeared in all hallows eve which is a trilogy of tales where art the clown kind of ties all three of them together um but he's got one short in particular where he is the prime i guess enemy yeah villain in it and it's also by of the same name called terrifier and holy shit that short Mm. kind of set the tone for yep. what we were going to get in this feature length film cuz that was all sorts of fucky too. <laughs> I wish I had watched the short before I watched the feature length. Would it have prepared you more for what was going to come in the feature length? Yes, but at the same time I wouldn't have judged the short so harshly. Uh mm. what so you you d- explain what do you mean? 
Um, and I mean, knowing that it's a short, you know, there's not a lot of money behind those. Right. Well, I mean, um, there's not a whole lot of money behind any of this, to be honest. I mean, it's not like it's, it's... But there's a huge difference in production value between, like, the feature length and the short. Mm-hmm. As yeah, well as just, true. like, the quality of the acting. Um, and also, a different person plays Art the Clown. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so um, the one that we watched for Terrifier the full length, it's David, David Howard Thornton. Mm-hmm. And before it was Mike Gianelli or something Yeah, like yeah. That. David Howard Thornton was so much better. Oh my god, he's so good. Holy shit. He fucking knocked it's, it out of the I park. Can, it's insane how good he like, was. And it's all his facial expressions. It's so crazy. So I watched I watched um so Damien does a lot of makeup effects also. Okay. And so I watched a, like a time lapse video of of David Howard Thornton getting the getting into the makeup. Oh, the art makeup. Um, for I guess like for like the pre production like photos and stuff okay. of him in, like in the full getup. Uh huh. Um, and it took. I mean, the time last video was no more than like two or three minutes long. Uh, but it definitely seemed like it took a really long time. Yeah. It's. I assumed it was just a few prosthetics. No, it's a full fucking face mask. Oh that's wow! Glued to his face. Uh, and then, and then they apply the makeup on top mm-hmm. of that and, and then wrap his head and then add the rest of the costume. Yeah. So the fact that he's, he's able to get those kind of facial expressions under With a, a full, full mask. mask, yeah, under a full mask is just, uh, all and he I could go s- from deadpan stare oh, to that maniacal, that crazy, crazy smile. smile. Perfect. Like, how do you do that? But like, oh. it wasn't, it wasn't just that though. Like he plays sinister very well, Oh yeah, but he was legitimately funny at certain parts. There were a few times where he, you just get through witnessing some horrific kill and he just strikes a pose (laughs) or smiles really widely and you can't help but laugh. You're just like, you're just like, I just, I just saw some heinous shit and then he just smiles at the camera and you're just like, you know what? Everything's fine. Even right right before you know something terrible is about Uh to happen, he pulls out a little clown horn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rides on the tricycle. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, I think, I think that's what makes him so scary and so, I guess, unnerving is because like, there's, so there's a scene uh, in the pizza place before a lot of the carnage starts to take place. Like we get a little bit between uh, two other characters at the very beginning of the Mm -hmm. movie. But when you start getting into the main characters, it's before all the all the murder with Art the Clown actually starts to take place. Um, there's a scene where one of the girls, uh, Dawn, Dawn, played yeah. by Catherine uh, Corcoran, Corcoran, um, yeah, maybe it's Corcoran. Um, she she's toying or, toying with Art because he's just staring at uh, Tara, played by Jenna Can- Cannell, and because uh, she's hammered. And yeah, so, yeah, so, she's, so wasted. she's fucking wasted, right? But he won't. So Art won't stop staring. At Tara uh-huh. and won't break eye contact, and he's just like sitting there, like like dreamily looking at Tara, and like has this big shit eating grin on his face, and she just walks. So Don just walks up and just sits on his lap, snaps his hat, <laughs> and he just kind of like glances at her for a second, and then goes right back to staring at Tara, like what the fuck are you doing, bitch? And she's like, she look, she looks at, she she pulls out her phone. She's uh-huh. like, do you mind if I take a picture? And he doesn't respond or say anything. She's like, okay, and just takes the picture. And that shit is so funny. Yeah, he does it so well, and it's before any of the carnage actually mm-hmm. takes like place. The, like the wedding proposal. Even yeah. the marriage proposal yeah. that he does right after that. <laughs> There's so much good shit. I mean, like, he's... 
I, it really blew me away how good of a character he was, how yeah. good of an actor he was. Mm-hmm. Underneath all that makeup, how seriously he took the role and how engrossed he became in the role. And he right. never makes a single sound throughout nope. the whole movie. Not, not a single gets, word is uttered not by a, him. Yeah, he gets stabbed he gets or something stabbed or at a certain point. And not a damn. You see him open his mouth, but it's it's a yeah, completely see, silent scream. It should be there, but it's not there. And it, like, it's just a testament to his acting ability. Yep. It, like, knocks it out of the park. Now, we've been following him on Instagram and stuff, and he's got a whole lot of pictures uh, of him dressed up as, like, the Joker mm-hmm. and, like, some other shit. Like, there's one picture of him where he's uh, dressed up as the Joker from The Killing Joke. Yeah. Uh, that Alan Moore comic. And he's got the camera on, on his face. He's striking, like, the pose from the drawing on the front of the, of the graphic novel. And he looks perfect for that role too so maybe this guy was just naturally born to play creepy clowns maybe <laughs> yeah well because he played the joker on nightwing oh did he yeah oh okay um for yeah um six or six or seven episodes oh okay yeah i had no idea i had no idea about that mm-hmm. uh but other than that, he has a pretty small IMDb. Acting, yeah, he's definitely a newer, a newer, uh, not director, actor. But man, I would love to see him in some more stuff. I want to see him in everything. Like, like right. give him, give him roles that require a lot of facial expression because he's yeah. really just, good at like, that. I am fangirling over this guy so hard. Expression. Like, not even facial. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because some of the stuff he was doing was just like full body acting. Mm-hmm. When he was, yeah, like, dancing around and things like that. And he crushed it yep. every time. He had to, you know, strike some weird pose or, you know, make some silly gesture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we've, we've fawned over <laughs> David Thornton enough. Uh, let's jump into, I guess, the, the other spotlight in this, in this movie, the practical effects. Oh some gosh. of the kills were fucking mind-blowing, right? <laughs> um, it's just shit that I was not, not expecting to be on that level. I don't know why. I watched the short, short first and I legitimately found that to be like... Yeah. That was graphic. pretty... And again, this goes back to me watching the short afterwards. Uh-huh. The short was graphic, but it was very PG compared, compared to, to what actually happens in this. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, so... <laughs> Let's, yeah, let's talk about some of our favorite kills. What were, I mean, I think there's all one in particular <laughs> that we can draw drum up that we'll talk about here in a second. But but what were some of your favorite ones that didn't involve being hung upside down? So I liked the scene. <laughs> I liked the scene in the beginning where he made the pizza owner's head into a jack-o'-lantern. Oh, into a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, Is that, that what was that great. was? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And then I also really liked, I don't know, you didn't necessarily see her or him kill the woman who lived in the, the homeless woman oh, who lived in the building. Oh, 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 right, right, right. But right, I really sorry. did enjoy when he cut off her, her breasts, her breasts <laughs> and wore them and danced around yeah, like, turned into Buffalo like Buffalo Bill. Bill. Yeah. I, I was like, I'd fuck me. Would you fuck me? <laughs> like, I like to think that's what he was like trying to communicate. He absolutely oh, did because he was he was doing the same dance. Yeah, his what? body his body language got all like yeah. super feminine. Oh man, like, it was perfect. It was so good. It I, was. I really thoroughly enjoyed that scene. Um, my favorite kill, aside from those, would have been when he killed uh, what was his name, Mike, the the pest control oh, the guy. Pest oh guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was probably um, my favorite one too. Because I. He hits Mike with the pesticide tank uh-huh. and then starts just like stomping on his face and it seems like he's about to quit. Yeah. And then you just see like a, oh. a close up shot of his big ass fucking clown shoe. <laughs> right, right. Just right. fucking stomps straight <laughs> through that guy's skull. And then he goes into another one of his little poses yeah. and he's like 
mocking it and thinking <laughs> yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah. Like, oh, that was, was like one of the funniest parts. <laughs> oh of my yeah. god! Just witnessed this janitor get his head stomped in, and he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> What a fucking freak! Right? It was fucking great. It was fucking great. One of my one of my favorite kills in this movie didn't involve art though at all. Mm. It was one of the the one that happened in the, the first one. Oh yeah, that was really that good. Shit, and it wasn't so much because of what happened like during the kill. So we witness a news anchor get attacked by it was Tara's sister, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was. And and uh, uh, I was I was gonna bring that up because right at the end when they're like have a great show yeah yeah. Um, yeah, so that was Tara's yeah, sister. Yeah, it was Tara's sister. She gets attacked by Tara's sister, uh, gouges out her eyes with her own thumbs, gouges out the news anchor's eyes with her own thumbs. And it wasn't so much the, the eye gouging that got me. It was the practical effects of her face after mm. the eye gouging. So she's lying on the ground and her body's twitching. Yeah. And you can see that like it's just prosthetics on the face. It was one of those... It was one of the few times in recent memory where I paused the movie and I like really looked at what was going on because I was blown away by how they did it. Yeah, right. it was really good. Because um, like there's the, the, the eye holes are they're, they're literally holes in her head and it doesn't look too much like they added a whole lot more makeup on top. Like generally when you see like eyes dangling out of somebody's head uh-huh. it doesn't look like a socket anymore right? yeah it just looks like somebody plastered a bunch of makeup on top of that yeah. eye socket. whereas in this scene you like the the eyeball was dangling out there were two very well defined holes mm-hmm. and there's just blood pouring and i was just like holy shit that is fucking like yeah awesome what a great how, opening scene how the fuck do they manage to do that i would love I almost like want to get this movie just to see if there's any like features or yeah. like commentary about yeah. like how they did some of the yeah. effects in this because it is fucking good. Yeah, it is fucking good. Um, but yeah, that was definitely one of my favorite my favorite kills. But I think I think we're drumming around the one. <laughs> yeah, that, we're kind of dancing that around. <laughs> blew us all away. Uh, in fact, like when I watched it, oh well, no, I was playing video games with you when you came across it, and you were just like, "Oh shit!" Like we're playing fucking Dota or something, and Sam's just like, "What the fuck?" That scene went on a lot longer than I expected. Yeah, and he just kept going because yeah. it was one of those, you know, they he sets the tone really well right off the bat. With oh his yeah, first you know kill. it's coming. You like know you know it's, it's going to be a gruesome movie. Yeah. <laughs> This scene, you see Dawn hung upside down, mm-hmm. bare ass naked. She was she, that was she was hung by her ankles. She yeah. did that. Oh, for real? Yeah, she was completely. There was no assistance. She was hung by her ankles with those two metal brackets. Yeah, that was good all for her. fucking you. All her. Um, good job, Catherine. <laughs> upside down, stark naked, with her hands tied behind her back, with her hands behind her back. Yep, and facing, I guess, away from the camera. Well, no, she starts off. She starts oh, off. She just starts topless. facing the camera. Yeah, she starts off just topless, and I'm just like, oh, he's just gonna like slit her throat or something. Yeah. That, and that's what I expected. And then no. he pulls. And then he pulls off her panties. Yeah. And you're just like, oh no. Oh no. Yeah, so, oh no. And he has that big old fucking saw. saw. And then he just takes the saw and it just slams it down right, <sighs> right between her fucking vagina lips, and just starts going crazy and the camera the camera shies away just for a second but then the rest of it's shot from a back a background shot yeah of her. so you see a full-fledged shot of her ass as it's getting sawn all the way down in half all yeah. the way down and it doesn't shy away it doesn't it doesn't, doesn't fucking hide a goddamn yep. thing it leaves nothing to the imagination no it really she doesn't. is sawn right and, in half and right like, in front of you that scene goes on 
about as long as you'd expect it well, to he take. He gets yeah, it all the way him. down to her. He gets to the halfway point, starts to struggle, and then gets gets past yeah. that. And, and I gets think all the he. Way and I think had he not have gotten distracted, because someone came into the building no, and started screaming. Um, Tara, Tara broke out of the chair. Oh, that's right, right, right. right. I think had she not broken out of the chair, he would have gone the whole way through. Like he did go the whole way. Through. No, she was still attached a little bit. By yeah, her like head. she was attached like okay. at the neck, at the like, neck right between her shoulder blades. I well, think had he not done that, she would have been completely flayed in but half. But that wasn't probably. But yeah. it was shocking to me. Um, and the, the, the guts the, start pouring out. Yeah, of the, yeah. this was the one thing where, like, I was watching this. I was like, I know that I'm watching a movie because my thought process was, how did he not have to change his saw blade? <laughs> right. <laughs> You know it was old to begin with, too. It's, right? more, it's more like, how are you cutting directly through a spine with a hacksaw? Not to mention a pelvis. Yeah. <laughs> You're going yeah. through a lot of bone. <laughs> a lot of bone. But, but once again, it's one of those, like, like he is a supernatural killer. Right, he's not just a, a he's man. Not, yeah, he's not just a man. So you've got you've to already throw out some of your expectations for reality out, of, yeah. out the door. And I think... It's more established that he's supernatural in the short film Terrifier yes. than it is in this. And not until the Ex- end, yeah, I think. Yeah, except for the, the, the twist end at the scene. end. Um, but Jesus Christ, was that scene nuts. And I, like, nuts. I had read a lot of reviews for this film before I... before I Like, I wanted to see it before I read any reviews just because the trailer looked fucking gnarly. Yeah. Um, but all the reviews were just like, and there is one kill in particular... <laughs> That would have put this on the video nasties list if this was released like back in the eighties. A hundred percent true. This movie oh, yeah. would have been outright banned. That's <laughs> that's probably the most graphic kill. Yeah, honestly, yeah. like a lot of the kills in this movie are are, are probably graphic, like yeah. the most graphic kills I've seen in movies in a while. Yeah, the director does not shy away. He knows what he's about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and but I mean, like, it's awesome that he embraces it. Yeah, and, like, there's a good amount of like. And I think a lot. Once again, it goes back to a testament. It's a testament of of the actor behind Art the Clown. Like it, it there's there's a a brief break of humor in between all the carnage, mm-hmm. and you're just like it take it pulls you out because you you're like squeamish with yeah. some of the shit that you're watching, and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh, you know, he, he's, he's did so funny. funny. <laughs> silly art, yeah, yeah. He's so silly. <laughs> what a goofball! What a goofball! <laughs> <laughs> um, but. With with that being said, since since some of his best kills are hands on, it's really disappointing when he uses a gun. Yes, I Man. Found, I found that very surprising. Yeah, but he does it in the the short also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I was very upset when he had that awesome bag of all those little tools that he was like pulling out and going through. Right, you see him getting all those mm-hmm. tools, and right? he has like weird clown sized like, made... hatchets where it's yeah. like a super long handle and a tiny little blade. And stuff that he like made on his own. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like. That's hilarious and awesome, and really helps identify the character. And, and we then don't he see just him shoots use any some, of it. He used some of it. Uh, yeah, I guess towards the end he uses a little bit uh, with, with the ones with the chains. Yeah, yeah. attached. Um, but to bring out a gun, it yeah, seems a it little felt like a cop out. It, it reminded me of that scene in Indiana Jones where you see Harrison Ford getting ready to take on that massive right. motherfucker with the sword. He's twirling it around, and then all of a sudden he just pulls out the gun and shoots him in the face. And I know but he had Harrison Ford, yeah, yeah, Harrison Ford was, was sick really during sick. that scene. He was really sick and everything, and that's the whole reason. There was an elaborate fight scene planned out there, but that it still reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's exactly what I thought of, too. Like, it's always so much more fun when it's, like, like intense and hands-on. And that's why killers in slasher movies don't ever use guns. Yeah. Like, it's always knives Anybody or can get a gun. You, yeah. 
And like there, were, he had that funny moment though with the gun because like it ran out of bullets or a jump yeah, or something. Right, right. He He's like, hold on, the, <laughs> and she's just like on the ground. <laughs> and so like they they fit a, a comedic moment into that. And I yeah. feel like how he shot her like like six times in the face. That yeah. was kind of. I mean, fun. like they got to set something up for the sequel. They can't. They can't. They can't give us all these tools and show them using it and like blow their load entirely so, in the fucking mm, first one because mm-hmm. this is gonna get a sequel. I like, sincerely it's gonna. hope so. So a couple of things though. Uh, one of them I noticed was all of the weapons that he used, including the gun and that weird chain that had all the scissors on the end of it. Oh yeah, okay. Everything that he used in the short was also used in the feature length. Okay. Um, which was a nice little touch. Yeah. Right. Um, but also, I guess. Um, because aside from Dawn, whose head actually gets left intact because mm-hmm. he runs out of things to saw. <laughs> <laughs> he gets distracted. This guy had, like, it's not even this guy, just uh, all of the kills in general, uh, really anti-face. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, have you seen his face? Probably super <laughs> jealous of everybody else's face. <laughs> God damn you and your beautiful face. Right? <laughs> like, everybody's face gets yeah, fucked he, like, up he in definitely this movie. Yeah, he is a fan of fucking up people's faces. Well, I feel like that's one of the more visceral parts of mm-hmm. things. Like you, so you see a lot of like beheadings and kill in slash movies. You see a lot of stabbings, a lot, even a lot of disembowelments. But how much shit do you see where somebody like, aside from like a handful of iconic scenes in some slasher movies, how much do you see where like somebody's face is really fucked up? Yeah, like that's kind of like. The one that and then the, the a vagina getting sawed in half. Yeah, those are the two things you don't see that much in slasher <laughs> like, movies. Even even when Tara gets shot, like you see what's left of her face uh-huh. afterwards. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Or even in Martyrs, when we saw yeah. the main character get flayed alive, it was just her face. Her that face was... is still yeah. intact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't fuck with the face. <laughs> don't. Uh, but this movie obviously isn't afraid to. Um, so the whole movie felt super eighties. Yeah. And it had like a Carpenter-esque soundtrack, mm-hmm. so there's lots of synth, lots of super heavy, just brooding atmosphere without yep. the whole soundtrack, and it really added to it. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that. So I, I wanted to make sure that we pointed that out, too. Um, yeah, the atmosphere was good. Yeah, it was super... It was super, dirty. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the whole thing. Like, the, So the filters on the camera made uh-huh. everything feel super gross. Uh, the color's dark. It felt like slashers of a bygone era. Yep. Like, things that came to mind, Maniac, Maniac, mm-hmm. Cop. And The Prowler were three movies that really came to mind in terms of like capturing the Mm -hmm. sadism, the the, just the sinister atmosphere, and just like the unrelenting, just just ability to show whatever the fuck they wanted to put on screen and not caring about the consequences. Um, We talked about the gore. uh, We talked about the camera. Oh, so some of the weak points, Mm. and there were there were a couple, like. No character development whatsoever. And I know that doesn't matter too much in slashers. It's but Halloween. A couple of drunk girls out on the town. Yeah, I feel like what else do you really need? They run need? into a guy that's dressed as a clown. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, I can't fault it too much because that's pretty much the case for all slasher movies. Right. right. Here's my one question to pose for character development. Uh, Does Tara live if she doesn't take off the engagement ring? <laughs> oh. Yes. Oh, shit. She took it off and threw it in the fucking street. She did. I yeah. didn't even think about that. Of course you're right. Would. Maybe Art know. was just really in love with her, and then felt the pangs of. Like, I don't think Art loves anybody. Rejection. Art does not love anybody. <laughs> Maybe he loved her. I don't Maybe. think he did. I think Maybe. he would have fucking murdered her. <laughs> the other thing that really bothered me: some of these characters are fucking oh, idiots. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, they're fucking idiots. Like, the dumbest one that I could think of was the pesticide guy. 
the janitor, the yeah. anchor. Literally all of them are fucking ridiculous. Yeah, they're stupid. And like at points I was just like, all right, all right, I can get behind that. But there were other times in the movie where I was just like, seriously. Really? <laughs> so that's another, and but that bothers me about all slashers. That's a lot of the problems that I had with this were, were universal. Slashers I think, to the in genre. general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, art using the gun that, that, that left me a little bothered. Also the twist in the end, not with, with Tara's sister. Okay. Uh, but in, in art, the morgue. Yeah, in the morgue. Like, art. Like, uh, the way they brought him back, I kind of... Yeah. I kind of... was a little lukewarm on that. My actual notes say, as that scene was progressing, when they bring the two stretchers in, uh-huh. it says, I swear if he's alive in that bag, this movie is trash. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by, as soon as that scene ends, edit. God damn it. That was really fucking good. <laughs> They did do, yeah. It, yeah, they did it just like they I, did I don't it, think it well. Was, I don't it, for for something that everybody saw coming and knew was going to happen. Like you know, he's not dead. Yeah, you right? bring a body bag into a morgue, you know that it's yeah. Like the movie would have just ended there if he was actually dead. Yeah. But you know, you know, it's yeah. You well, know that's he's how the, come that's back. how the audience they did, gets, it, they did it well. Yeah, and that's how the audience gets to know that he's supernatural. I guess so. Yeah, because you know I mean? like, they really have to kind of they don't talk about that. that. Otherwise, he just seems like a normal sadistic fucking psychopath yeah yeah which was an interesting thing to kind of see develop right because he got stabbed in the eye at one point yeah because he gets stabbed in the short uh-huh um he gets stabbed but, a few times. but the, yeah. the the fucking normal guy in in 420 massacre got stabbed like 17 times <laughs> and took four fucking arrows to the knee and like fucking just all sorts of shit and he still walked around there's nothing was supernatural weed. about him he was on the weed. I want to know what he's smoking. That's all I have. <laughs> uh, so dumbest moment in the movie to me. Okay. Before you realize art's supernatural, at this point you just kind of think he's a crazy dude in a clown suit. When Tara breaks out of the chair oh, yes. and fucking cracks him over the head with that two by four. Oh, uh-huh. uh, right, right. Why does she stop? I don't, I don't know. God I, damn it. Once, once again, that's a trope yeah. that, that goes to like, just, just to, like all it. slasher movies. Like, just Double keep tap. doing you it. Have, at that point in your life, if something like that actually happens to somebody in real life, you are well within your rights yes. to kill that fucking human being. I also, just, are. I also oh, yeah. just don't know how your innate reaction isn't just to make sure you beat it till it's dead. Yeah. Like, legally, there's no jury of your peers that is going to say, no, you didn't kill him in self-defense. <laughs> like, you just saw like your best friend in half. saw my best friend in half, starting with her vagina. Like, there's no nobody that will side with anything else yeah. aside from just let this woman walk, you yeah. know? Like... I don't even think cops would arrest you. I don't. They'd probably just be like you're. Sh- you've had a fucking awful night. Here is some cocoa and a blanket. <laughs> Officer, I've had a doozy of a day. <laughs> okay. You'll never believe what happened you to will me. Never fucking believe what I just had to go through. So, what do you guys give this? Out of out of sod vaginas, <laughs> what do you guys rate this? Uh, four and a half. Okay. I'll give it a five. A five? Okay. Yeah, I, right. I was I was on board with the four and a half. Then I watched the short and the kind of little bit of backstory. Mm-hmm. And then the the only reason I bumped it up is because like the little things that happened in the short that they brought back for the feature yeah. length. I really appreciated yeah. those touches. Yeah, they did. They did do a few things. That was, um, it was perfect. Plus just, it's like, just such a good movie. Yeah, it's, it's really fucking good. Yeah. 
It I'm is definitely going to watch it again. I might skip over the sawing and half scene. <laughs> oh, really? See, I watched it again last night, and I made, because Ben was getting tired, and I made him stay awake just so he could watch that scene. I was like, okay, now you can What do. did he think? Oh, oh, Peter, Peter, like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I said, what the fuck? Um, I said, no, it's good. It's fine. Uh, so I'm going to skew away from the, the .5 scale, because I really want to give this movie a 5, but there are just a few things that keep it from happening for me. I'm going to okay. give it a 4.7. Are we doing like we point no, whatever dude, you got to give it a four point five so that way we have like an easy Not way enough. to because it's, it's better it's better than a four point five yeah all right all right um so that puts our aggregate score at is this what we're doing now math. aggregate scores math at at a four point seven <laughs> of course <it's> shocking <laughs> um so the I guess the very last thing about the movie that I want to talk about because you guys mentioned it I didn't actually realize it until you said it that at the end of the movie mm. when she's being wheeled out that it's Tara's sister. Yeah, yeah. so that's Tara's sister who'd been in the hospital. Because mm-hmm. I remember they said they were e- that he was eating her face. Okay. I was I knew that the girl at the end of the movie was the same as the one at the beginning of the movie that uh-huh. killed the anchor. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how that tied everything together. So I thought the movie was like a panicked fever dream of this girl <laughs> whose face has been destroyed. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's Tara's sister. Yeah, that's Tara's sister. Now it all makes sense. It makes more, makes sense. more <laughs> sense, yeah. What a nice... It's all a circle. Everything's a circle. It's a circle. <laughs> so final thoughts. I mean, if, if you like guts and gore, this is absolutely the movie yeah. for you. It's got great atmosphere, super good music. I feel like pretty decent acting from the rest of the cast, but yeah. Art the Clown is phenomenal. I think that I would definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah. You can tell that the director is a huge fan of 80s slasher, kind of like Grindhouse yeah. movies, absolutely. and it shows. Absolutely. If you like clowns, this will be a fun one to watch. Yeah. If you hate clowns, it's probably still a fun one to watch. <laughs> um, I'm just going to leave it with one little note. Mm. Uh, part of me really wishes Art was a mime. <laughs> It'd be- Ju- only because he never makes a noise throughout the whole movie. That's true. That's true. But, but he has the little, like, like horn. He has the horn. He has the, the clown toys. Shoes. He sent a text. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> he did send a text. He could communicate via text. He knows how to speak. <laughs> All right. Uh, my final thoughts. I, I I enjoyed the hell out of both of these. I think yep. I think uh, Terrifier is the stronger one of the two, but I don't think you're going to go wrong watching either of them. So. Oh, yeah. Sorry. 420 Massacre, absolutely, as well. I think yeah. it's a great start to it. April. Yeah, absolutely. I think this just... this. this, this is- these were they were so much fun to well, watch. There were just things that I don't think either of us were really expecting. When you talk about like the major hitters all the time, like all the stuff Blumhouse does and mm-hmm. like Lionsgate and mm-hmm. all that shit, you know, you expect you expect you know what to expect, I guess, when you're when it's a big budget thing. But every once in a while, indie films like this come along and they yeah. they just touch you. They can really we, do. Can we get a movie that touched? Can we get a movie that has the practical effects artists from both of these working on it? Like both, both of these had dynamite effects. Yeah. I just let me let me end on this note. I'd like to see what Art the Clown can do with a bong. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke weed every day. Um, so for next week, uh, we're going to be starting our our Jason extravaganza for April. So Friday the thirteenth is coming up. Uh, we've, we're going to have a lot of fun. So we're 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 going to be jumping into him. I I will admit, I think I'm the I think I'm the bigger. Jason fan out of the three of us yeah. here. Um, so I'm probably going to be catering these a little bit more than than you guys are. But I'd like to propose starting with with 
Jason Takes Manhattan. Okay. No, we're, yeah. <laughs> we're doing that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because I, I love the campy ones. I, gotta, I, 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 I will say, say this. But it's the Friday the 13th episode. It's true. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we have to go back to his yeah, roots. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. So, no. All right, all right. Jason takes well, Manhattan the week after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, it's going to take me a little bit longer to decide. to decide. It'll probably be Jason Goes to Hell then. Okay. Okay. Um, because I, I didn't realize that next week was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, shit. It is Friday 13th next week. Um, so it'll probably end up being Jason Goes to Hell. We'll save Jason Takes Manhattan for later. Both of them are still equally campy. But I feel like Jason Goes to Hell has some pretty vicious kills in it compared to Takes Manhattan. Yes. So, uh, look forward to that starting next week. We're going to be jumping into all that. And we've we've got a special Jason episode planned for 420 also. And uh, now on to the housekeeping. Um, to keep up with all the latest terror and Podnito information, you can follow the cast on its official accounts on Twitter and Instagram. And now on Facebook. Mm. Get over there and start liking us on Facebook. You want some longer length posts? You want some stuff in more detail? Facebook is the place to get it. You want to talk to us for some reason? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why would anybody want to talk to us? <laughs> Facebook is absolutely you want the to place chat to with get us? <laughs> it. So, so do us a favor. Start interacting. I mean, we want to hear from you guys. Absolutely. Ultimately, if you're listening to this cast, we really want to get involved with you. We know you guys love it as much as we do. So We so, want to know all about you. Yeah, Especially exactly. those of you out in Boardman, Oregon. Yes. Yeah, we're calling you out, Oregon. You guys listen to a shitload of our cast and I don't know why <laughs> please tell us why <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're still transitioning our website so we've got the domain re- name registered for terrorinpodnito.com but if you go visit there it's just a parked website with a cat it's gift. a kitty cat it's a cat gif uh, we'll have a website up there in the next couple of weeks uh, but for now you can you can reach us at uh, cast at terrorinpodnito.com you can also follow us individually. You can follow me, Palmer, at Sturmsworth on Twitter and Instagram. I am on Twitter at A or A Looters. Yeah, <laughs> forgot. And I'm at Sam Hebes on the, the Twitters and on the, the Twitters. Instagrams. Um, as always, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. We had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. I hope you guys had a lot of fun listening to it. We'll be back next week with more terrifying antics. As always, keep it creepy. Fuck yeah. We'll see you next week. <laughs>